0: The NBA Finals start this week. I'll preview and give you a prediction. I'll give you my top 10 NFL teams right now. And Zion to the Pelicans. It's win or lose. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Win or Lose. Hope everybody had a great week. Had a good holiday a lot going on in sports this week. The NBA Finals start this week. We got the Golden State Warriors against the Toronto Raptors. Should be fun. Should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Let's break it down. The Golden State Warriors in their fifth straight NBA Finals. First time starting on the road. Let's, you know, understand that. The series is starting off in Toronto. They got the home court. But I don't think it uh, makes a difference to, you know, evenly matched teams with Kevin Durant being out. What the Warriors have done has been unbelievable. Sweeping Portland in the Western Conference Finals. It just kind of seemed like they were just toying with the Blazers. And then when it was time to, you know, put the pedal to the gas, they came with it. And, you know... And really stole three straight games, in my opinion. Portland, you know, had double-digit leads in game two, three, and four. And just couldn't hold on. Didn't have the experience. Didn't know how to put their foot on the neck. And that's what the Warriors do. You keep them hanging around, letting them, you know, building their confidence up. They have the will to win. They've done this before. And that's what happened in game six against Houston. You know? You know? They were man but they found a way. That's what champions do. That's why they're back in this situation again. They didn't look great against Portland, but they didn't have to. They were clearly a better team, better coach, just knew how to, to do the small things that usually ends with a win. And they took advantage of Portland's mistakes and Portland's, you know, lack of experience in championship games in the fourth quarter. And we starting to get a little glimpse of the old Steph Curry. Ever since Durant went down, he has took his game to another level, showing you that he still is the, the guy on this team, showing you he why he was a two-time MVP. He's looking great. He's averaging like 35 points a game since Durant went out with the calf strain. And... I like what I'm seeing from him. Draymond Green also starting to get his confidence back. I was starting in the middle of the season. I was thinking, you know, is Draymond Green declining? But playoff time, he's lost 20 pounds, and he looks like, you know, an all-star. The same guy we knew and loved that started this Warriors championship dynasty. Klay Thompson starting to get his groove back, being the number two. He's starting to look comfortable again. It's going to be a tough team. Steve Curry has coached, coached his butt off in that Western Conference Finals, you know, getting the reserves in. And, you know, Andre Iguodala, what can you say? He still seems like he always finds a way to get it done. So this team, even without Durant, still has that championship pedigree. And I think they got a chip on their shoulder. They want to get it done with or without him being around. You know, it has been a lot of talk this year about is this the same team? Is Durant want to leave? What happens? They're getting tired too. Many, too much basketball in five years, and it just seems like they want to shut everybody up. Win it with or without Durant. I think deep down they kind of would wouldn't mind winning it without him, just to stick it to you know him and the non-believers who think they can't win it without him. So it should be interesting. The Toronto Raptors, you know. Toronto Raptors have impressed me. That defense is, you know. Defense might be one of the best defenses in the league. They got big, long guys on the perimeter with Kawhi. You got Siakam, Danny Green. So, they're going to give the Warriors a little problems with their defense. They're big with Gasol and Ibaka. So, they can go small and play Ibaka at center and sit Gasol down. So, they got a lot of ways they can match up with the Warriors and I like the job Nick Nurse has done I didn't know about him until this year but he's really you know took his I really watched him and he he turned out to be a pretty good coach I think it was a good decision going in a different direction picking up Nick Nurse he makes his just strategies and the way he makes adjustments after each game has really impressed me the way he just you know took over that milwaukee series it was just with good coaching and just a good we're gonna go to different defense every time he's made they've made good offenses look pretty bad philadelphia and milwaukee last playoff series milwaukee just looked. they was lost when they had to play half court basketball that's what toronto wants to do slow it down and do the same thing to golden state and i think they got a good chance to do that Kawhi Leonard has been the best player in the playoffs. I think he's going to be the best player in this series. You know, I know Toronto wasn't his first choice, but the way he has galvanized the city, and he's going to go down a legend in Toronto, especially if they pull off this series. Like I said, this might be his last series as a Raptor. I don't know, but the way he's playing right now, he needs to think about it a little bit because they love him. He's a legend in Canada. Just off of this one playoff run. Like I said, I don't know how happy the NBA is. With the NBA Finals being in Canada, I don't know if it's going to mess up the ratings. You know how the NBA is about their money. And is the Canada ratings going to affect the NBA Finals? I don't know. I just want to see good basketball. It's been the first time in not eight, nine years we don't have LeBron in the Finals. So... That's a good thing to me. I don't don't mind this matchup. Should be a good finals. Kerr and Nick Nurse, two good coaches. I give the advantage to Kerr just because he's been there and done it. Nurse is still proving himself, but he's doing a great job. I like what I'm seeing from him. Toronto role players are going to have to step up. You got Kyle Lowry. Van Fleet's going to have to be big. If they can do that, this has a chance of being a long series. With that being said, it's kind of hard to bet against the Golden State Warriors. They've been there, done that. I think they will find a way to win this series. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But I got the Golden State Warriors winning this series four games to two and winning their fourth championship in five years. And I got Steph Curry being the Finals MVP. Last playoff series in Oakland. The Warriors are moving to San Francisco next year. I think they're going to go out with a championship at the Oracle Arena. Close that out in style. I got the Warriors winning the championship over a tough Toronto Raptors team. Four games to two. Is this the end of an era? The Kevin Durant air in Golden State. I don't know if I want him to go out like this. It's like the like a bad ending to a good movie. Even though I didn't like the Durant move to Golden State, I didn't respect it. I don't know if I want him going out and not playing injured with a calf strain. I think he deserves to at least go out defending his title. Trying to win another championship, you know, another Finals MVP, then move on. Not hurt, the team flourishing without you. Steph Curry reminding everybody, this is his team, and I know that's kind of what might rush Kevin Durant back. He wants him to win, but he don't want him to look that good winning. And that's the argument we've had with Durant going to the Warriors. It's like, this is a championship team before you, with you, and when you leave. Past, present, and future. So him going there really proved nothing. But it helped him get two, maybe three rings. And I kind of think it is a good decision for him to leave but I kind of want him to go out playing instead of going out hurt. I mean, the Durant move kind of like, it always had a sideways, you know, it was, it was exciting. It was, you know, fun, but we always kind of had that look to it. Like, uh, I don't know about this, you know, you got the regular guys. Then you had him. It was kind of like, he was an outcast, kind of like a misfit, you know, kind of like dad's outside marriage baby you know we still love him it's still our brother but you know how it is that's kind of how I looked at Durant going to Golden State and I think he kind of looks at it that way too that's why he's always defending himself on Twitter and arguing on Instagram with 15 year old high school kids and arguing with people's baby mama and just whoever says anything negative about his move to Golden State so he sees it just as much as we see it I mean you had Draymond Green call him out kind of saying what we all you know wanted to say earlier in the season saying we've won without you I know that still probably eats at him and it still you know still hurts him with that comment because I mean I think deep down he knows it's true I mean, I think deep down he knows it was a weak move, you know. That's why you leave a great organization like Golden State to go to a team that, you know, the Knicks is the rumored team, you know, who's been in, you know, turmoil for almost 20 years. So I think it's kind of getting to him and this just made it even worse him getting hurt and watching the success they've had without him. So that really eats at them. So I kind of want to see him like playing and kind of going out on top if this is the end in Golden State. But like I said as always, we always kind of have one eye, you know, you know, kind of turned looking kind of, you know, sideways at the move anyway. You know, that's the outside, baby girl. You know, you know he ain't on his wife and had the outside, baby. That, that that's who that is. That's kind of how we looked at Kevin Durant going to Golden State. He's on, you know, Instagram arguing with, had, I mean, with the, the NBA analyst Chris Broussard on, you know, Broussard went on TV and said, you know, him and Durant text and talk a lot and about different things, and Durant was. You know, hey, he always is. Got into his feelings. No, we don't. You don't know my number, and all this. And Bruce Art was like, "Well, I was in your DM, and it wasn't a text. It was an Instagram." You know, so they going back and forth with like high school girls. You know, right before the prime, it, it, it's getting ridiculous. I mean, like I said, I think it's starting to get to him, and I think he'll be better off. You know winning this championship plan i think that'd be better for his legacy if he actually out there and contributes to the warriors winning the warriors win this championship without him we'll kind of you know we'll look at it you know like we have been looking at it like dude you see you going there really prove nothing go to a team that needs you not a team that you're a luxury for you know, oh, we're going to win it anyway, but we got KD, so we're definitely going to win it. Go to a team that needs you. You won't have to defend yourself every two seconds. Be in your feelings. And go nip this in the butt. I think it's the right thing to do. We never respected KD to Golden State anyway. We liked it, but we never respected it. Fans know they can win without them. The Warriors know they can win without them. I'm not saying they're a better team without them. They're definitely, a, they're unbeatable with them. But without them, they're still the team to beat. So, it is what it is at this point, KD. You made your bid. You got your championships. Now it's time to prove you can win with a team you leading. And they're not a guaranteed championship team. It's your move. Ball is in your court. The New Orleans Pelicans won the draft lottery and have earned the right to draft freshman phenom Zion Williamson out of Duke. They had a 6% chance to win it, and the luck just found their way, bounced their way, or, you know, the balls rolled their way, however you want to call it. But the Pelicans will pick first in the NBA draft next month. They'll take Williamson. I don't know if he'll be Anthony Davis' replacement, kind of the savior down there in New Orleans, or can the new GM, David Griffin, talk him into, Anthony Davis, into Stan, and we build with you and Zion going into the future. I don't know what Davis wants to do. He's had his issues with New Orleans. I've been on the record saying I don't think basketball belongs in New Orleans. But, uh, they won the draft lottery, and they'll have Williamson, an exciting player. Hopefully, he can bring the crowd out and get basketball, you know, in New Orleans to be excited, and the fans to show up, and something to root for. They've had Anthony Davis for seven years now, and they've really, you know, made it the second round, but really have really done nothing to really build around him to make this a championship team they got a new general manager who I like I like their coach Alvin Gentry he's got to get a couple more pieces with Anthony Davis I think they could be a playoff team but if he just says he does not want to resign I would you know know, let's go young and build around Zion I think he has the excitement you know just the attitude that you know He's going to have fun. He wants to win. He's dedicated. He's a good listener. Just a young guy, happy to be in the NBA. I don't think it was really a big deal on where he landed at. I think he preferred to be in New York, but he just wanted to, you know, live out his dream, and that's the kind of guy I like. You know, get in there. It's your first year. You're a rookie. You know, don't do no. They were saying crazy stuff like demand a trade or go back to college. And, no, you know. Your number one pick, you're going to a new team, you can build your own legacy. The Pelicans really have no legacy, you know, or really no history. I said they can go to move to Seattle and bring back the Sonics, you know, team I loved growing up, but they're in New Orleans now at the Smoothie King Center. That shows you how much they love the basketball team, giving them a crappy name like that, the arena. Go in there, build your legacy, you know, try to start something with the Pelicans, Who knows how it might turn out? Like I said, they got the right general manager. Things are looking bright in New Orleans. Even though Davis wants out, I say out with the old, in with the new. We want players who want to be here. We want players who want to win and play for this organization. I would give him what he wanted. Give him a trade. Get some nice young assets in there to build around Zion. And let's try to make New Orleans a, bas- a basketball town it's a football town football and college football turn into a basketball town the right player can do that when Peyton Manning came to the Indianapolis coach, nobody gave a damn about football this was a basketball town it was a basketball town all they cared about was basketball Peyton Manning showed up 10-12 straight years of winning and you don't see nothing but coach jerseys all over the place they love the Colts. It's a football town now. One player, a winning environment. I think Zion can be the man to do that. You got to get the right pieces around them and you can't get in here and do how you did Anthony Davis. I think that's why it was important getting a new general manager who has won a championship, who has put winning teams together. Get the smart people in the building in New Orleans. You can stay there. You won't be Your your fan base will get behind you. They'll show up in the stadium where you won't have the lowest, you know, attendance capacity, and there'll be rumors about you moving to Seattle. I think you got a guy who can galvanize the city, get asses in the seats in New Orleans, and basketball might be back. Anthony Davis, you want out, you can go. We got our guy who has more charisma, you know, talks more, smiles more. The fans could embrace more in the city. I say Zion go down there and make this a basketball town and we'll see what happens. The NFL season is still about three months away, but I'm going to give you my top 10 list Of the top 10 teams who I think are the best in the league right now. I know, I know, it's still early. But anybody who knows me knows I love football. I follow it all year round. And with free agency and the draft over with, I'm going to give you, in my opinion, my top 10 power rankings, my top 10 teams in the NFL right now. Number 10, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. I like what they've done this offseason. You got Baker Mayfield coming back his second year. He should be better. Not wet behind the ears no more in his rookie year. Him and Nick Chubb coming into his second year. I think they should be a lot better. You go out and get Odell Beckham. I mean, that was a great hell giving up the draft picks to get Odell Beckham. Pair him with Jarvis Landry. I think you got might be one of the best route receivers, route receiver core in the NFL. You go out and trade for Olivier Vernon to help that defensive line. You draft Greedy Williams. Now you got two solid young corners with him and Denzel Ward. You address some of your linebacker problems in the draft. Pick up Sheldon Richardson. This Cleveland team is pretty good. I know the games are played on the field and not on paper, but on paper, this team looks good. My only concern is, is the young coach. Is he ready to be a leader of men? Is he ready to be an NFL coach? I think the job was kind of given to him a little premature, but he has a loaded team. Let's see what he does with it. He's see if he takes advantage of it. I got the Cleveland Browns at 10. Number nine, I got the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings have also a great team. They addressed they only, to me, one of their only weaknesses was the offensive line. They addressed that in the draft. They got that taken care of. That was their biggest issue, in my opinion. They got it, drafted another solid tight end, Irv Smith from Alabama. He can run, catch, block. He's going to challenge Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph has took too many games off. He's inconsistent. They depended too much on the wide right receivers last year with Thielen and Diggs. Get somebody in there who can help them out. You got your running back situation, Dalvin Cook, one year removed from the ACL. He should be looking good like he was at Florida State and his first year in Minnesota. I think he's going to have a good season. You go out and pick up. The veteran, Amir Abdullah, to help him out, and you draft a running back from Boise State to kind of help Cook out, give him a breather every now and then when he needs it. The defense is back. Everybody's still solid. Anthony Barr reneged on the Jets, so getting him back was huge. Kirk Cousins, I'm on your head this year. It really ain't no excuse. This is a good team. Get the damn job done. I got the Vikings at nine. Number eight, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's more kind of with subtracting than actually adding getting Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown up out of there with all the commotion, dividing the locker room, and, you know, get all that mess out of there now. Bye. See you later. Bye, Felicia. Get out of here, Bell and Brown. I agree with it. You go out there and, you know, you get a receiver who I think kind of has some of Antonio Brown's traits, Deontay Johnson. You drafted him. You picked up Devin Bush. You've never really replaced once. Ryan Shazier got hurt. Now you replace him with somebody. You re some of your offensive line guys. Ramon Foster and Pouncey, you got them back right. You picked up Dante Moncrief. I like Moncrief with a solid quarterback. The years he had Andrew Luck, he was a solid receiver. He went down to Jacksonville with eight trash quarterbacks, and you see what happened. He got Big Ben. I think he's going to be a good pickup. He's going to be a good player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Subtraction. And not adding is why I got the Steelers at eight. Number seven, I got the New Orleans Saints. I kind of seen towards the end of the season, I kind of see Drew Brees declining a little little bit. So I don't know. I could be wrong, but it seemed like his age was starting to catch up with him. It seemed like the deeper we got in the season, he got kind of tired. I don't know. You got Kamara still, but you lost a great guy helping him out and Mark Ingram. You replace him with Latavius Murray. I don't know how much of an upgrade that is. You still really haven't addressed the right receivers. Other than Michael Thomas, nobody else really scares me as far as right receivers. I did like the pickup of Jared Cook. You know, you got picked up a center in the draft to replace Max Unger. But like I said, this is going to, this team is going to go as far as Breeze takes them. Will he still have it going to the second half of the season? He's not getting no younger. And that's why I got the Saints at seven. At six, at six, I got the Los Angeles Chargers. They were a little nicked up going into the end of the season. Melvin Gordon was hurt. A couple of receivers were banged up. But I think this is a solid team, also. They lose Tyrell Williams, but I think they got plenty of depth at the receivers. You draft Jerry Tillery to kind of hog up that that defensive line. I like this roster. They has got to put it all together. I think they got a pretty good chance this year. Got the Chargers at six. Number five, I got the Indianapolis Colts. You know, second year, second year in Frank Reich's offense. I think the offense is going to be even better than last year. Everybody knows their role. Everybody knows the offense. Andrew Luck, second year from the surgery on the shoulder, he should be better than he was last year. I think the Colts had the best draft in the NFL. Rocky Yussian should come in and start at corner. You got Paris Campbell. He's a good slot weapon to go with T.Y. Hilton. And Devin Funch is a big receiver. T.Y. finally got a number two and possibly a number three. You pick up Justin Houston. Somebody gonna put some pass rush onto the quarterback. I like what the coach are doing. They're moving in the right direction. At 4 I got the Philadelphia Eagles. This team is loaded. Carson Wentz is back. He's healthy. He should have an MVP season, especially with these weapons they got around him. You go out and trade for Jordan Howard. You bring in Deshaun Jackson to go with Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffries. I think this offense is going to be one of the best in the league. The offensive line has already been good. Offense, like I said, Wentz should be back to MVP form. You go out and get Malik Jackson to put him next to Fletcher Cox. Good luck. Good luck running the ball. On that Eagles defense, I got the Eagles at four. Number three, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Pat Mahomes is the MVP. He's only going to get better. But I I have some question marks about this team. I don't know if Tyreek Hill is going to play this year. He's having some issues, so he might not play this year. But they drafted a guy that kind of reminds you of Tyreek Hill, McCole Hartman, out of Georgia with their first-round pick. Kareem Hunt is gone. That's another question mark. So you got Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde to kind of, you know, make that up. I don't know how that is, but like I said, they got Andy Reid. They improved the defense a little bit by going out and getting the Honey Badger. You brought in a new defensive coordinator, but it's still some question marks on offense. If Tyreek Hill isn't playing, can you really trust Sammy Watkins as your number one? I don't know, but this team is still a good team. I got the Chiefs at three. At number two, I got the Los Angeles Rams. Coming off that Super Bowl loss. And, you know, there's reports that Ty Gurley's knee is not doing good, but then they say it is doing good. So I don't know. I'm gonna believe him and say that it is doing good. If it is, he's healthy. This team should come back. Cooper Cup will be back this year. You should get the great a great start again with this offense because golf looked kind of lost once Cup got hurt. But now you got Cup back in the fold. You still got Brendan Cooks. I think this team is going to be Robert Woods. So your offense is still going to be solid. I think, you know, going out and getting some veterans like Eric Weddle and Clay Matthews to kind of help the defense out, I thought that was huge. Rams still a Super Bowl contender to me. I got the Rams at two and number one. Who else? The New England Patriots. I mean, bringing Brady and Belichick back, I really don't really have to talk about nothing else. They're the Super Bowl champs. I mean, they're going to be right in the mi- right in the middle of things like they always are. Every year. I mean they lost Chris Hogan, but they replaced him by with getting Demarius Thomas and drafting Nikhil Harry, one of the top receivers in the draft. I like what New England's doing. They're starting to be a more of a power running back team now. So you got, you know, Sony Michelle and you picked up another running back, Damian Harris, that's gonna help him run the ball. You still got James right out the backfield. Patriots still number one, long as Brady And Belichick are still out there. They're still going to be my number one. I got the Super Bowl champs at number one.